Welcome back, brothers, to the 801st Legion podcast, the Star Wars Legion podcast. Uh, super fun stuff to talk about this week. We've been waiting, and they're finally here. We've got the TAC droid and the generic commander and all the other specialists. But this week coming up, even more exciting things we're going to talk about with the mini extravaganza. So without further ado, punch it. Hello there. You must unlearn Dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities. Well, red, red, Some green, or red, green, red. I know. She thought she'll do. Sorry for the mess. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. Let's rearrange some architecture. Is it possible to learn this power? I thank you for your hospitality. Twice the pride, double the fall. Impressive. I'll show you the dark side. What's going to happen when I just don't include that sound effect? <laughs> We're going to start with you saying that exact phrase, and it's going to be really awkward. <laughs> oh boy, it's been a week. It's been like a week and a half. It's been a week. Okay, so here's the thing, okay? The the new minis, they're pretty cool. Um, we, have a, we have like a whole list of things we're going to talk about today. But there's a lot to talk about, so we kind of have to keep pushing forward, like just from the from the get go. But uh, first of all, it's like get into the groove of things. We have, of course, the new minis came out today. Matt, what's how are you feeling about them? I I'm feeling very good about them. Yeah, they're very good, and we're gonna kind of. I mean, I, I think right off the bat they are very very good for their armies, and I have a hot take that we'll kind of talk about later about kind of their impact on the game. But I think for the two armies that they represent, they are very good. Yeah, I would very much agree. There's actually, even even the ones where I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Or maybe even cards that came in this expansion where I was like, I don't know if that's going to get much use. I've already seen things, just like having it in my hand and like holding it with my collection. There's that extra feeling of like, oh, yeah, it's all coming together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've kind of, I actually saw somebody post a list the other day. That was a AAT repair list. Ooh. And so there was just a bunch of healer droids whose only job was to just, like, stay by the AAT and heal that one wound. I wonder if you could even do that with two AATs. One might say you probably could. One might say, yeah. I do think that's going a little heavy on the <laughs> AAT side of things. <laughs> like, heavy, huh? Ha! <laughs> Super heavies? <laughs> Double critical. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't. But, like, um... I think it's going a little little on the heavy side there, but there is some good stuff. I think the only one that I don't think we'll see a lot of use is the Viper Droid out of the droids pack, just because it's... The observation portion? Mm-hmm. Like, really? Yeah. That, maybe that's a hot take itself, because I, I, I would have thought that would have been, like... Well, I think brilliant. about, like, the observation tokens from, like, Maul's droids and uh-huh. stuff, and they're fine, they're good, they're helpful... But they're just not that impactful. Like, the aim action, I feel like, right now still helps. I mean, maybe the future will get enough of them. No, I see what you mean. Like, congratulations, you get to re-roll one yeah. white die. One white die. That's <laughs> Dad, great. Dad, can I have re-roll? Yes, but we have re-roll at home. What's... Re-roll at home, white die. <laughs> it's not the same as surgery. Um, yeah, and if you don't have your search token, you still don't search. But, like, it's funny because the way statistics work, when you roll that die, it actually resets the math. Mm. Because, so... Your, your stats don't change every time you re-roll, but you get to re-roll those stats and see what you get. I actually had this very same conversation with a friend the other day that – totally unrelated, but it, it was this idea that like, oh, well, if 
I rolled a hit on this, or if I didn't roll a hit, my chances are that much greater on the other dice. I'm like, that is not how that works. It is the same odds. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. If you have a white die and a white die, it's always the same odds, unless if you surge or something. But like, changing dice color in this game is the best way. And you know the funny thing about odds, you never get to tell me about them. Shut up. <laughs> Don't tell me about the odds. But um, yeah, it's they're they're fine. I think that's the one. I mean, I've even been hearing a lot of talk around like doing the uh, the double apprentice list. Mm. Uh, like Marshall's let's go to the mall or not that one the double the mall lists you know where it's a uh, Dooku and mall oh okay yeah 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 when 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 are we gonna play with that when are you gonna I should do it soon I that? really should do it soon because <laughs> I already like the idea or even when in Grievous and then just taking wounds off them yeah. it's cool but what about for the Republic stuff yeah how so, do you feel about those no I I actually feel very confident with the Republic stuff even the stuff where I was like. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I like I said uh, just a few minutes ago. I'm slowly coming around to it because there's, there's this thing about practicality with, with minis in this game. Where, okay, for example, the, the medical clone unit. He only heals one wound, and I'm still not sure that is going to get a ton of play, considering like he is, he's pretty expensive, but he also adds a black die to your pool and everything like that, and that's really cool. Um, the only thing I'm just not sold on is just the fact that, or sorry, the thing I wasn't sold on was just, did he have really any place? And while I'm like experimenting with these maze, and granted, I didn't get to play with this one in specific, in specifics, but now I want to, he's, I can see this, this mini being really helpful and useful in, in certain lists that I would like to run, like maybe like a Anakin Obi-Wan list or something like that. Um, but I guess we can get into Things that we, we we both played a game this week, right? With, with these new cards, the the everything came out on Friday, and then uh, we both played games that that evening. Uh, so we can kind of give our experience as to that. So I guess I'll just jump in with my experience because, like, I want to give context because I feel like if I don't give context, I'm just going on a tangent. So I actually played a list where it was uh, double tanks, Padme, R two. Um, uh, Ailis Secure in one tank for Field Commander, obviously. Uh, and then some clones. Um, oh, sorry. And then, actually, no, I didn't have Ailis Secure because I put Rex in the list. And I ended up doing, like, a last-minute thing where I, like, took uh, a couple heavy upgrades and put Rex in instead. So the whole idea of this list was to utilize that new uh, beam card, the the error support card. And so I put that on, in, in my list. And then I also put on uh, Vigilance, and I also put in Inspiring Presence. And oh boy, Inspiring Presence, I want to get back to in a minute because I love that card. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to be something that we need to talk about because that might be one of the most... Uh, that might be one of the biggest game-changer cards that came out in this release. Uh, and and I'll get, I will come back to it, but um, I went all in on the beam. So my my uh, my turret, or my, my two tanks, my saber tanks, had both had beam guns, and then my uh, then Rex played the the two pip round one, and then Padme stood by and quick thinking round one. So in round one, I had two regular attacks with beam uh, from the tanks. Padme's standby, so another one, and then Rex's command card. So I had four total beam attacks with like complete suppression just being passed out across the board, uh, and I got really lucky on my uh, my rolls, and that's why I'm like ah. It, a lot of it was felt really good because I got some really satisfying good hits. I annihilated – well, not completely annihilated, but 
I got rid of uh, Inferno Squad quite fast. Um, and then there was like Gideon left over, which or whoever the leader is when I, I can't remember the last the last mini. Um, and he, I just let him live until like finally a beam took care of him, you know. And I, I really like the list. I think the air support is going to be, or sorry, I think the beam idea is going to be better with the lats if they come with the beam, because I suspect that those are going to be cheaper. So if you want to do a beam beam meme is what I'll call it. Uh, then the lats might be better for you, but that's that's like a quick synopsis of my game. How did how did your game with the minis go? It was pretty good. Um, before we move to mine, I actually want to know. You never said why the inspiring presence. Okay, yeah, I guess I guess we could take over. We could, we could talk about that. Um, it's it's for one thing, and really one thing. I, I guess uh, this is just a prediction. I haven't gotten to play with this combo in general. Um. But the Inspiring Presence, for those of you who aren't familiar, it's the new command slot upgrade that's going to give whoever the card is attached to, your army can use their courage value from range 1 to 4 to check if they're if they're panicked. That really goes well with War Weary because it completely negates the whole commander requirement with War Weary because they're using my operative, Padme, who has the command slot, Instead of anything. So I can suppress the crap out of my opponent. And they're still relying at War Weary to be in range 1. To not be panicked like super easily. But hey, my, my army, if I get suppressed, shoot, dude. I, I had, Padme has complete board control. <laughs> well, the important thing there too is like, because it says it can still be reduced. But it's reduced by 2 in War right, Weary. exactly. So you still have a range 2 bubble. Um, but it also, I like that idea with using it with Padme because Padme has a courage value of three. Yep. And with the changes to the way operative courages work now, you can't really check with operatives anymore. You have to check just your commander. Yep. Um, but that card yeah. like circumvents that is is why I think it's going to be huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think in the in the near future, I'm going to try and force that that hand more. I mean, even so, being able to being able to like kind of move up and still be in that that suppression check range of range one to four. We guys really playing nice. War Weary as well? No, we, that's what I'm saying. In War, Weary, we didn't play War Weary in this game, and that's why I didn't get quite to get the wombo combo off, so to speak. But just her being able to share that special at that distance or that courage value, excuse me, at that distance when I had to move off, or when Rex had to go off on his own to get a good angle for his beam, it worked really well because he got suppressed more than his suppression value the first round. He was at three. That's crazy because so. you guys are throwing suppression all over. Because uh, yeah. you were playing against the Iden three 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 list, yeah. but with Krennic and Death Troopers thrown in, right? No, no Krennic and Death Troopers. It was uh, Iden, uh, then a Gav Tank, and an E Web, with the uh, three oh, special, right. Imperial Special Forces. Um, the Gav Tank is still kind of the Gav Tank in my eyes. By the way, it's I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I'll report back when I get a chance to play more with. That wombo combo of War Weary, seeing if I can't like really force my opponent to just hate the the suppression in that game. <laughs> well, I'll be honest. If it wasn't Iden with the ISF, I think there'd be problems. Because when I looked over at the game you were playing, it was like what end of turn one, and there was four suppression on most yeah. most models, and you guys were playing um, hostage exchange. Yeah, like that that sucks. Because yeah. if your opponent's running away with a hostage and you just are losing move actions. Yeah. Uh, I know your opponent ended up playing Tax Strike turn two, yeah, because they just needed to get that move action mm-hmm. off. Like that's it's it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, and I know you had a game recently with uh, with a player that used the beam turret on their tank, um, and the results were the opposite. It seemed like that game didn't go well for your opponent on the beam at all. But you were also playing droids. 
Yeah, like if I can be completely honest about that. So that was a couple of weeks ago and the first time, well, not really the first time, but the first time on a an actual table that mm -hmm. I had done the Tactroid. And what I did was I proxied him in and then we agreed to proxy Sabine's cards for the mm -hmm. generic cards just so I could do it. And I ran that stat list. Uh, and it was, so the, the, the tank got set up into a place where he thought that I was going to go. So he set up the tank a little early, but that let me get the staps on the flank. So the tank was kind of stuck facing and shooting at the rest of my army the rest of the time. Like I had the B1, 5, uh, B, sorry, 1, B2, and then 5 B1s, and mm -hmm. then the triple snipers. Just, just classic. Uh, but granted, his dice were not the best. Sure, yeah. But that being said, because he kept throwing his big attack at the B2s, and they kind of weathered the storm for the first couple turns. But then when the beam went off, it was just roll die, roll die, roll die. And he didn't have the best because he was missing on a couple of attacks. Like He was averaging like one hit per roll. Yeah. Granted, the suppression was there, but with but droids, droids, you just yeah. don't care. So I'm, you're still getting both your actions. Uh, and then when the staps were able to finally put some damage into the tank, um, that kind of that kind of took care of it. Yeah. Uh, and I think the big thing there was the fact that, because the beam is still good, I feel, but the main attack, like, I, I, we talked afterwards, if he had the twin laser turret, the B2s could have been gone a turn earlier. Just because it's more impact, it's yeah. more dice. And with droids, the big thing is, like, the beam attack is great when you have the chance, like, that That potentially could kill two models in a, in a, in a yeah. unit. With droids, you've got six. So if you're not throwing that massive dice pool, you don't really need the crits. You don't really need anything. You just need to have, you know, dice saturation. It needs to do something to it. And it's funny because I think originally when that came out, you and I were pumped because yeah. that was, seemed like the droid. Yeah, killer. it was it, like... it Because it, it, it seems like it in your head, right? It's like the flamethrowers. It's like, oh my gosh, all these minis. It's like... <laughs> yeah. the, I guess for the flamethrowers, it's a little bit more so because like, yeah, that, that unit is probably going to get deleted more than likely. Um but yeah, it's like the salivation over this idea, like, oh, I can just beam and just destroy all these droids. It's like, great. I, I'm sure the opponent is th thrilled that you're not shooting Dooku. Well, it was <laughs> right, <laughs> or or my steps, or my exactly. droid, or my snipers. Uh, it was funny because that that game, it the attrition game in it, and we'll get back to this because I'll talk about my game in the attack droid, and we'll come back to our thoughts on that particular list with the 13 activation steps. Um, but we were playing payload and just against the clones, and the attrition was just. We got to that point where we kind of looked at it and we just went, "Well, I guess that's it. The attrition's over." But we'll uh, we'll come back to that later. But it was yeah. it was just I was I wanted to hear that take on yeah. it because there were some things I didn't get to try the commander, which I want to next time because I would I, I want to try bolster. But we get that kind of impression from your game, right? Like you you got to use that. Uh, a little, I guess let's just go a, into your game. A little game, bit. Yeah. Like, um, if I can be honest. Yeah, so so this week uh, I ended up using the Tactroid because I played a couple games over the past few weeks because there's just been a lot to play and I've had opportunities. So the Tactroid came out Friday uh, and I got to play him with the actual guy and the actual <laughs> cards this time. Glued him up and played him. Uh, but this time I didn't run the Staps because I gave my opponent the choice. I brought a couple lists because the Stap... Well, this is... We'll talk about it in a little bit too, but the attack droid is a very big enabler mm. for droid lists. He kind of says, here's a blank check, cash it however you'd like. <laughs> yeah. And in many ways, that's great because it offers list diversity. It offers options. You can run fun things. Uh, it, it means you can run operatives fully kitted and, and still have a lot. But it also, we'll get to that with the 13 acts where, where we fall on that. But 
what I ran was I ran the Tactroid, Cad Bane, um, just normal loadout, offensive push, ascension cables, and his gauntlets. And then I ran uh, two sets of full BX droids, uh, two with the, yeah, the two of them with the sniper rifle for the extra body um, and the lethal, and then also with uh, offensive push and swords. And then it was just a 6B1s with the E5C and a regular strike team with offensive push. And strike team? Yep. Dang. And my opponent, he was running Bosk Veers. No, Bosk Generic Commander, sorry. He was using the Veers model because the other guy wasn't painted. Um, Bosk with the Generic and then Shoreline. And uh, rather than snipers, he was running Saboteurs. Interesting. Haven't seen those in a while. It's been a minute. Um because and I, and I really enjoy my opponents trying to figure out lists to run because I the game did show me that I think there is a big place for Bosk and I've kind of talked about this with people in our community lately and on the Discord but like uh, Bosk is highly un- underutilized I think um, but anyways uh, our command cards ended up we we put them out and it was like intercept the transmissions <laughs> um, sabotage the moisture evaporators recover the supplies were the objectives. So not the best setup for him, and because he was trying to avoid getting any of those, uh, we ended up also getting limited viz. So his limited viz, advanced positions, and, um, oh, what do you call it? Not advanced positions, major offensive, sorry. Oh, okay. And uh, recover the supplies. So that was super interesting because with the droids, you just turn one, uh, scout up, and you've got your sabs done, turn one. And with Bane, I was able to put his tokens in a way that there was the two tokens, like, about a range, a speed one movement past uh, his sabotage points. And my other Bane token was just a little off to the edge. So you could trigger two of them, but not the third. Mm. And so he, there was this mind game of, well, I'm pretty sure that's CAD, which means that's the bomb, which means I can't go to this one. But if I'm wrong, that's the bomb. And so he kept trying to trigger it with his saboteurs. <laughs> But triggering with the saboteurs and um, the short troopers ended up being a little hard because that that was painful. <laughs> yeah, it was um, it was it was very interesting. Uh, and and then Cad Bane when he did finally go off turn two, he was able to get right into melee and uh, start counterplaying mm. the sabotage point because uh, he had a group move up to trigger the bombs finally. And then um, when Cad went, Cad just jumped in, got into contact with the objective as well as the unit. And was able to kind of lock down a third sabotage point for me. That feels and the so game good was kind of happens. over after that. Like yeah. being able to like like tie up a, a unit while simultaneously like getting scoring an objective. Oh, that, that it's like one of the best moments. Well, it, I hate <laughs> to say because like after that like because the sab the the sabs kind of fell apart after that like the saboteurs, um, and I was able to get my BXs into melee with Bosk. And with other units as well, mm. so like with the the mortars, and if you cohere them in a particular way, the mortars can't get out of yeah. melee. Uh, and so, to add insult to injury, um, Cad Bane turned uh, turn four, he pops. Hit, oh, his turn no turn two, he moved in, got into melee. Turn three, um, I had the token on him, and because I was just out activating him by that point so much because the saboteurs had all died, so he we were actually even. We were eleven acts each. But with the saboteurs gone, he was down three. So Cad activates last electro gauntlets, and then moves away <laughs> towards towards the generic commander. Cad Bane's you, doing so much for you at this point already. At this point, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I have two sabs locked down. That third one is already weakened, and I'm about to move in on the fourth with my uh, droids with the swords. 
And then the generic commander, he was running around the back of the base, the bunker, to try and hide from <laughs> from Bane. And so I, yeah, like I said, Electro Gauntlet, the guys that he's in melee <laughs> with, kill all of them but one, move away. Next turn, pop his one pip. I, and uh, he played a two pip off boss to try and get the Reptilian Rampage. And <laughs> Cad Bane moves, shoots the generic, jumps over the last room in the corner, so he's behind the bunker now and out of the line of fire. And triggers steady for the second shot. I got bounty off on him too. So it was a little bit of a very powerful win for the Wait, droids there. Explain that to me again. So he moves. So like, his one pip gets him two attacks. Right. Actions, that's okay. That's the mission. But he piece. has steady. So so he can do. Uh, it, yeah. So he range. So he speed two shot out of cover right. around the corner. But because the entire army was right there and they can just turn around and shoot him, I then jumped up over the back corner. Right. Okay. And then got the last shots on him. Uh, with Pierce for yeah. the kill, so at that point it was I, I it was it was a good game, but there were some bad dice rolls, and some good positioning by Cad got me the points. So I ended up winning six points on sabotage, and a seventh point off bounty, which is the only time I've ever gotten bounty off, but it felt good, and it was <laughs> it was kind of it was strong, it was very strong, and I I felt bad. We kind of called it. I looked at him, I'm just like I'm sorry, buddy, like. I'm sorry. The dice were just not with you that game. <laughs> the force of dice just not with you. <laughs> yeah, man, that's actually kind of crazy because like I, I guess we're gonna come back to this like a lot, but when Cadbane first came out, you were not impressed with him, but now he's just doing so much work for you. Outside of that, a uh, couple games with the Tac Droid, I think I've run him in every Droid list I've taken lately. That's which good is to see. hot. Which is a very hot thing considering um, Maul is, I think, objectively just the better operative but he costs so many more points that taking stuff to support darth maul is a little harder to do oh yeah i can see that for sure and you did a killer paint job on him so Thanks, i mean man. on both but yeah, <laughs> yeah on both the maul was hard to do to get the little grooves yeah. and stuff but i think in the end like the whole point of that thing was just to talk about how the attack droid really enabled that list yeah because being able to just cut so many points meant that i was able to do bx's with a heavy and with swords and offensive push, which meant that there was really no dead activation from the BXs. And once they're in melee, like, there was just such target priority problems. And then with the B1s also being able to take heavy weapons, it meant that they weren't useless. It meant mm. that they were able to get enough hits, at least enough hits through to force you to have to roll defensive dice. Um, it was it was very interesting. I actually really want to run against this list because it's becoming, well, I mean, not to the exact T, but this archetype. Is becoming very popular from what we're seeing around the interwebs. Am I am I correct? Oh, like tactroid stuff. Well, this uh, yeah, this like high activation now that the because like it's been in tabletop simulator for months, right? So, granted, we've said on the on the on the channel before, like we're not huge fans of tabletop simulator, but we still get lots of people t coming through and talking about like their experience on tabletop simulator. And something I hear time and time again is just how great the droids are now that they finally feel like a well they've always been great but these some other folks you know are saying like oh yeah it's really cool to see that um the the droids now have like their swarm list if they want it and i agree like that that just seems really cool to me yeah and i i i as a droid player will admit i think it's pretty cool and i like being able to sit down at the computer my phone wherever mm -hmm. and list build and know hey I'll make it work with points. Um, the scary thing is what all these other people are able to do with the points. 
I mean, uh, if we talk about just Invader League, which is happening right now, 11 of the droid lists that made the top... Well, not the top, but they're in the elimination rounds. 11 of them were 13-act stat lists, which are... Have, after having played that list myself, I don't want to say it just runs itself, because you can definitely get yourself into trouble. But it's a very, very difficult list to figure out how to mm. deal with. It's um, it's definitely something else. Dang. But we are seeing a ton of list diversity out of yeah. the droids, where there's so many different things getting played and so many different variations. Well, it, it must be nice when your core units don't feel like attacks as much as, like, well... It's more of a tithe rather than a tax. <laughs> uh, blessings from the Lord. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's kind of weird. Lord Luke Eddie. Yeah, we pay you an our modicum of interest. <laughs> yeah, but it's like if I want to, if for Republic, for example, if I want to go heavy with like some Jedi, or you know, with a tank, then I then I feel like I have to go lower on the clone troopers usually, just because like well, I I want the points right. Well. My, I think, I think I did the math the other day, and it equated to like three core. Yeah, three droids is two. No, it, it's it's still less, isn't it? Yeah, three. It's, it's like one point six or seven uh, clone trooper units. Anyways, you get you get so much more bang for your buck if you're if you're just trying to like put in core units just so you can have core units. So I, I mean, I'm I'm really excited to be seeing all these new ideas where you know like oh yeah I threw. Grievous, Dooku, and Maul in, a, in one list, and then I just had, like, some B1s, and, yeah, I still had eight activations with Staps, or, well, I don't know, like, I, don't, I haven't ran that list, or I haven't made that list myself, but that's an idea. That's all I'm saying. No, I I do think there is uh, something going on, <laughs> if you know what I mean. The The thing that kills me, too, is uh, you can still get good high activation lists with people, but you kind of you kind of end up nerfing yourself a little bit. I think clones are a perfect example uh, because there's a, so much discussion about it, about these those 13 act lists. And I think the problem is not necessarily the 13 acts as much as it is the what those 13 acts can do, right? Yeah, because yeah, like, exactly like you're saying, there's so much you can do with it. There really is a lot. And it's, we're kind of seeing out the diversity. And out of the droids, there really isn't a bad unit. I mean, Staps, the, the big thing they got going for them is that coordinate. And if they didn't coordinate... I don't know if they'd see as much play. I mean, sure. six black dice critical two is like Luke's lightsaber pretty much. Um, Which is nice. It is really <laughs> nice. And you're getting a movement, so you're very efficient on the actions. But like like if you sit, like I sat down and I tried to figure out what you could do here because you could hypothetically get a super high activation like clone list. But what does that actually end up looking like when you do that? Oh, yeah. Not, not. It doesn't look pretty. Let me tell you that. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a little awkward actually because you kind of end up being in this position where, like, I think twelve is the most I would do on them because it's like a generic commander naked. Yeah. And that, well, you could probably actually give the generic commander um, aggressive tactics, and then you've got like a phase two with. Uh, oh gosh, what is that? The um, the mortar. And then you have like a phase one with five, so you can get the coordinate. Uh, so you can you can do like a twelve axe that I don't think is terrible, but it's not like super efficient. Right. And then there's like twenty points that are weird, and that also includes two arcs teams and three barks. So you can do these high activation lists, but you're also not taking these hard heavy units, and a lot of them are naked. And 
naked B1s is just not the same value as naked other. Yeah, well, and, and there's also this this thing I, I, we've talked about before, but like health points are a thing, right? So if I throw four dice at you, like let's I I can block a lot of a lot of hits with red dice, but there's always a lot of times where I don't. Or I roll blanks or I surge and I don't have a surge to use. Um, so let's say I lose two minis, which is fairly good, right? On a naked phase one, that's terrible. My unit has two minis left, but you do the same attack and you get two hits through on droids. Okay, they're just going to keep coming. They, they they just barely got down. To, like if you're just talking bare bones units here, the B one's health is just yeah sure they're probably gonna they're probably gonna miss a lot, but does that make sense? Am I making sense? Like there's more to chew through. There really is. Like uh, yeah, like if 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 just if you're starting to get trading shots, like just back and forth. Uh, you if just like any any core trooper universe is any core trooper unit. Just without a doubt, you cannot kill them in one shot. Right. You just don't have the dice pool right. unless you've got a heavy weapon as well. Uh, which is why I think we're seeing a lot of clones still in the meta because they can throw a lot of dice consistently. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of if there's any... So, like, phase one's with Z6s. Um, fa- well, I guess, like, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of units that have more than... Or six or more dice, but six or more reliable dice. That's where it's getting hairy because, like... The the most reliable attack in the list I ran this week was with the Saber Tank with Beam. So I had four reds, two blacks, and two whites. Um, if I with a, with a name, it's almost pretty certain I'll get at least six of those. The whites are kind of up in the air, but, man, when I uh, when I get a critical on whites, it feels so good. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but that's besides the point. But what I'm saying is, like, reliably six. So, like, yeah, I got just enough to hit, like, a, a B1 unit. But – even if even if just because they're white dice doesn't mean they're not gonna be able to block any, so it's still annoying where it's like this thirty six point piece of garbage <laughs> is blocking me from like they have an objective or something I need to kill them, and that, you literally just can't yeah. yeah. Len, this is this kind of just comes around to all those points of like well what do you do about that? It's like I I've noticed the empire lists have gone up against recently because this week I did end up playing against the Iden three 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 list. But he dropped some points, my opponent did, to bring Krennic and a Death Trooper. So the Tax Strike turn actually ended up having uh, five people with Tax Strike, which was ridiculous. That's nuts. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And I was playing that Cad Bane list, and I played my heart out, but it was just such a heartbreaking game. He ended up winning uh, at the very end with um, with a lucky sh- well, not even a lucky shot. Krennic got a good shot to finish off a B1 who was holding some boxes and was mm-hmm. about to run away and that was it. But I, I I think for sure the Empire can still throw enough dice to also take out B1s. I think that needs to be remembered. Yeah, I think the Empire can, can for well. sure. Yeah, that's true. And, and I, I, I sometimes get in this rut of like, yeah, I, I play clones. Like, I know everything about dice, right? <laughs> yeah. I have the I have the best pools of both worlds. My dice don't fail. <laughs> oh, you don't save on four out of six saves? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just, yeah. No, I thank you for reminding me of that because that's very, very true. Well, they're the original, like, big dice pool people. Yeah. But, like, do you remember Shores? Oh, this is a whole – this is a thought I had because, like, we've been, I've been thinking about this so much because there's, there's so many – Podcasts. There's so many groups and so many. Everybody talks about this. So you listen to these things and we talk to your people, your community. Um, 
and the talk guild right now, a lot of it is about the Tactroid and stuff. But I just wonder, where would the Tactroid be if clones still had um, standby sharing? Um, I, I guess I don't see where you're getting at. No, I guess my, I'm just wondering, like, um, where, where, what's the, the thing that I keep thinking about is, like, okay, so we fix the attack droid. What's the next step in the meta? Do we, just, like go back, do we just go back to the clones? Because hmm. I'm trying to figure out how we balance it out. Because I, I do agree. Well, first, I think with the Invader League here, we're only, like, through round one in the, and the playing games. So mm-hmm. this week we'll start to see how lists are actually performing at a top-tier level. And we already kind of know, based on how people have played. But let's say that we need to fix the tac droid. Does it, do we just need to make it go up in points? Because I don't want it to be over-nerfed like Shore Troopers were. Oh, sure. Uh, and I know there's a lot of talk going around with the clones about, like, did they get over-nerfed by not just taking away standby sharing, but the points adjustments. Did that help them? Yeah. Because as far as the game's been so far, I think there's been a lot of good changes and a lot of healthy changes. Uh, Rebels, for example. Yeah. Good, healthy changes for them recently. But I do think there is a way of saying sometimes the nerfs are a little bit much. So what's a do? does the attack droid need to get nerfed? Is it enabling too much? Um, or do you think no. it's one of those things where maybe too much gets changed if it does get a nerf? Yeah, I, I, I definitely have the mind as of right now that we only see a small amount of what its potential is. And we're already seeing it perform really well. Um, that's an interesting question. I don't think it deserves a nerf. It's kind of weird to talk about a, a unit getting a nerf as soon as it comes out of the gate. Especially since it's like a unit that everyone's been asking for for so long. Just like, give me a generic commander, please. Give me, or at least a commander that's lower than 100 points. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's going to be weird. Which uh, also which also brings us, I guess, to another thing we could talk about that happened this week. Uh, Will Schick, during one of the AMG live streams, showed off a spicy boy that has to do with the tactical droid. So that's why I brought, it, brought this up. But um, he showed off the super tactical droid. It's a good-looking model. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It looks... Mm. So pretty much Kashyyyk wave confirmed. <laughs> yeah, like, like yeah, straight up just like I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure that's what he wanted Luke to talk about, but Luke was like, "I'm not going to talk about that." <laughs> Fine, I'll do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I mean, I'm starting to think that the super tactical droid is going to be really interesting because it's a it has the potential to be a generic while also not being a generic. If that makes sense, like. I can see it fulfilling a lot of roles that Rex does. Um, however, I think this might be... I mean, I, this is your idea, but where we start seeing title upgrades to like certain units, like this tag, super tactical droid. It can be Kalani. It could be Kraken. You know, like it could be all these different... B uh, or TX. No, what's the... STX? Is there an abbreviation or do they just call them Super TX? I'm sure there is one. Like, <laughs> I can look it up. But yeah, like, but anyway. I think we just know it as the Super Tactical. Right. Code. So, like, it's going to be weird to see, like, this generic looking butt. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. But he looks good. I agree. He looks like a really good model. Um, really intimidating and imposing with how they how they structured that. And I, I couldn't be happier with it. I think it's going to be good. And then he even said, like, the chat in that stream was even talking about, like, oh, well, uh, how about uh, how about Yoda? 
And then you, what did he say? His words? Oh, he uh, he was like, oh, we can't talk about it right now. Like we can't show off Yoda right now or do anything about it. But stay tuned for next week. So like, it's so, kind of it's kind of showing. So Yoda confirmed. <laughs> Yoda confirmed. I mean, their whole the the painting that they did on the clones too. What's the the two of her? The two. Oh, the, the um, two twelve. What's the camo people? It's like the forty first or something. Oh, maybe the two twelfth is Kenobi. The two twelfth is Kenobi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's on the wolf pack. Um, but yeah, he was painting up like the camel guys. So is the wolf pack teasing something as well? You think? <laughs> I think it's just because he likes the wolf pack. Like, Everyone likes. We the all wolf like pack. the wolf pack. <laughs> but um, I guess yeah. Like, what, what do you think? Do you think that that's so? You think that's the way they're gonna go? Like, if changes need to happen, you just nerf the tack droid and say hold up because the super tack droid's coming out. Well, I, yeah, I don't think there's gonna be any changes at all because of the tactical droid. I think they'll want to see how players react to that because I think the problem that. Like, I think if there's any problem at all with this high activation, high mini count that we have been asking for for forever, if there's ever going to be a problem with it, it's not going to be from the tactical droid. It's going to be from the super tactical droid because he's going to do so much more for the activations. 40 points more because he's probably going to be around 90 points. I'm putting money on it. He's going to be 85 I'm putting money on it. 85 to 90. 85, yeah. Well, we, have, we don't even have something. I guess that's true because we put him right around where Rex is. Yeah. And we put him right around where, like... Uh, Krennic and Virzar, and those guys do a lot for the armies that they that yep. they help. Maybe this is where we start to see. I know this is a hot take, like a long way out, but maybe that's where we see like the entourage stuff. Come Actually, out. my mind went there too just now too. That's because I think, and I'll be honest, like this is something that happens to do with the droids because the list. That list, the 13-act one that everybody's like, oh, the 13-act will stop. The only reason it works is because you're droids. Yeah. You can do that same thing with Empire, but it's a little harder to control your units. Because you, I mean, there's no coordinate. There's no, there's like, exactly yeah. like the coordinate is really the thing that enables it, and that's kind of why I brought up um, standby sharing clones because with that, that was an innate, that was something that was innate with the clones. That so I guess changed. specifically, you're more so asking not not necessarily the unit, but when you say enable, you're saying like. It's just it, it's like in, it's almost encouraging people to abuse that. Is that what you feel? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And like, so I'm, I'm understanding you yeah. a little more clearly now. Exactly. I don't like, think like, Magic talks about this in, in their articles all the time, where they're like, "We stop enabling cards that like that's like the spark to make the combo go off." You know what sure. I mean? Because that's where the brokenness happens. And I guess it, it comes down to like, does that mean the droid should ever have a cheap commander? Because if anything gets cheap enough, you can just keep. Because let's be real, the thirteen act stat list. If you have a commander cheap enough, you can still kind of make it work. Yeah, I think the only thing they would ever change, and, and yeah. I think the only thing they would ever do to it, to, like if they were to nerf it or you know quality of life improve it or whatever, you know, I can only, I can see them. Um, there's only like X amount of coordinates that can be shared, right? So like. If tactic like say you have you're castling so to speak with two tactical droids, and they they direct, and then that that direct turns into coordinate. How many times should you be allowed to coordinate up? You know, like how many like if you have six core units and then BX droids, how many like should you be able to effectively five four each uh, four of each row, so. Eight to ten activations on the skimpy side of just order control. Just because you brought the right unit. Well, right, and well, it, and on top of that, like when you get vehicles to do this stuff, like it's in the, exactly like it's yeah, like how far should it go? And I, I think you get to that weird point where you start saying, well, then what's the droid identity? Right, and that's kind of why I bring that up because I think 
the big thing is is it's going to be points. And if you make the tac droid, and I, and I say this because I've heard other discussions about it, but the big thing to do is the tac droid. If there are changes made, it needs to go up a little bit. Yeah. Because when you also have a bid, and then granted, when it comes to the droids, I, I think the droids they still need the bid because that's where they get a big advantage. Sure. Yeah. They have to play the objective. They're not going to outshoot you. Sure. Uh, yeah, every day. So like, I understand that. No days. But when, <laughs> yeah. No days but, will they. Yeah. But when the average bid for a droid player is not like eight to ten, but it's kind of twelve to like. 30 in one of the lists that's ridiculous that's ridiculous um, it's a bit too much <laughs> granted a lot of the times they got that from just dropping a heavy weapon but maybe that means that heavy weapon should go up one point yeah that's not it's not a bad point Take you make 18 to 19 yeah because I, that doesn't seem like a much but and that turns into a six point difference and yeah. and i and i think because if you're running just six naked b1s 13 axe is not different but when you have 13 axe with heavy weapons you know what I mean? Like there's just, there's some right. ways to work around. Right. No, the, the 13 acts of just B1s is 13 acts of B1s. But no, I have 13 acts with uh, commando or commando droids that have swords with pierce and charge. Not pierce, but charge. And, you know, there, there's so much more things that come along with being a high activation count. I don't know. But uh, we have to we have to move on. We're, we're running out of time here. We want to get to our last little segment here. Where we uh, discuss our first segment that we've done like this in a while, but our double vision. Man, so classic double vision. We haven't done that in a long time. Eventually, I'll buckle down and I'll get us like some sound cues so we can actually have Vader say that for us. But it, for now, it's just us and our wimpy Vader impressions. Double, double vision. vision. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Anyway, so as we all know, the big mini stravaganza is coming up, right? Uh, we wanted to lay down some predictions of what we think is going to happen um, regarding Legion or Star Wars at large, if it, if we feel so inclined. Um, I, I guess I have a couple things in mind, but I want to hand the question off to you, Matt. Like on Saturday, the eighteenth. What's that date? The, the this Saturday, upcoming Saturday at nine. Oh, man, I I'm getting all my times messed up. <laughs> Just... I can't even finish the sentence, right? But anyways, this Saturday they're going to be showing off uh, AMG's new or the, the Legion panel, right? And that's more than likely where we're going to be getting some spoilers and some looks. Maybe even at like, okay, I say spoilers, but I don't feel like we're going to get fully spoiled on a lot of things. I feel like they're going to be like, yes, Yoda's confirmed. Yes, uh, <laughs> you know this or that. So I guess, do you have any predictions for this panel or for this upcoming week for the Mini Stravaganza by AMG? Um, yes, actually. Uh, I think one big thing is I think they're going to announce new game modes. Mm -hmm. I, th I think that is a big thing we're going to yeah. see. I think they'll announce something that's more um, narrative, if that makes sense. I, and what I mean by that is with Star Wars Armada and even like Warhammer 40K... War Machine a little bit, Malifaux. There's always like a story aspect of it. Like War, uh, Warhammer has the Crusade mode. Armada has like the um, campaign expansions. I think we're going to get something like that. Because we're to a point now where you can do narrative play very easily. Because sure, factions yeah. are like... The, the Rebels and Empire are still about a year ahead of, you know, clones and droids. Yeah. And clones and droids are to the point... Where they started getting like short troopers, yeah, they're about to that point. 
um, you can start doing narrative play super easily. Yeah, it'd be really cool to get. And I think we're also like with that narrative, we're starting to see this point where it's like that year of 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 lead time that the Galactic Civil War had feels smaller with how much stuff the like as as time goes on. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh yeah, because we're always playing catch up. It feels like. Yeah, and that doesn't help that like some of the newer stuff we're getting that was supposed to be the similar releases. Yeah. are much better. So we, it does feel like you're getting caught up, but. I think it'd be really cool to do a narrative play. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so like epic encounters, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah like okay. like they they have alluded to before, right? They want to do like Vader down, right? That'd be fun. Uh, what other predictions do you have? Well, with that, I uh, I think I know it's it's a long shot, but I would love to see scum and villainy i i think it'd be you so took cool. it from me i can't take it from you if we talk about it like every other episode <laughs> like i don't know if this is the time they do it but they have already worked on mandos they've already worked on some other stuff uh i i mean we're caught up to the point where i think it might be okay to release new faction but i also wouldn't mind if they said hey we're we're gonna do a new faction it's not gonna play at all like the others but we're releasing it in two years because we want that starter box plus a lot more on top of it. Hmm, interesting. But also, I, I want Hondo. So, <laughs> yeah. I also don't know how I feel about the idea of announcing something and not having it come out two years later. <coughs> Superstar. <Did>, yeah. <laughs> Jarring. Oh man, there's just so many things I just wish that it wasn't uh, wasn't that way. Um, but I I agree. I think I think Scum and Villainy is going to get talked about or at least addressed. Right, like, yeah, we know you want it. Bye. <laughs> they might do. The, they might do one of those. Well, this um, was yours. What did you think? Because like, I well, stole it from you. Well, that was one of the things. Um, I I personally think if we're gonna keep on with the thread of the scum and villainy, um, I personally think that the, we're gonna see them play how you said differently. But I I can't shake this feeling that there's gonna be like a buying aspect, where it's like there's allegiances. So like, yeah, you have. Boba Fett and Jango Fett or, you know, Hondo, but they have like ties to a certain side of the war. So they're going to be a little bit cheaper to get onto that. You like different point costs is what I'm saying. So like they have like, they'll, they'll have like their scum and villainy cost. But uh, if you want to play them in this army, then they can, but they can't like for Jango Fett, for example, like they can play, he can play in scum and villainy. Uh, if you want to play him in Separatists, maybe he costs like five points more. I'm just throwing a number. Don't read too much into that. But he cannot be compat- – he's not compatible with the Republic. But Hondo is the inverse of that where he can be scum and villainy, costs a little bit to put him in Re- in Republic or Rebels, for example. But he cannot be in the Empire or he cannot be in Separatists. What do you think about that? I actually really like that. I mean – I can see where some people would get confused to be like, well, why does this guy work with this faction, but these ones don't with this? And it, sure, there's narrative and there's balance reasons, but I think it's super easy if you just like keyword like mercenary X and it says the factions right on the top. Who can take them? Yeah, like maybe mercenary is a keyword like if you're take like if you're taking this in it. It costs this extra points, and X is how many points how they take. You're taking. That'd but be so also, creative. Oh but my gosh. also it says like which faction. So like Mercenary yeah. Republic X, Mercenary Yes. X. And so it'd be a cool way to do it, and you just do that. And you can make these blanket generic people, because this is something, another double vision that I was going to have. I, having played a bunch of Cad Bane, I think 
a double operative list would be amazing Ooh. where you run double bounty hunters for the separatist and i think that'd be cool. heaven knows they ain't doing that for the empire <laughs> oh, I know there is one of those lists. I think in Invader League, we'll see how oh, it does. Wow. But okay. um, <laughs> yeah, but I think it'd be a cool idea. Yeah, um, I agree. Especially because hot take with so many cheap commanders running around, bounty hunters don't have to work as hard as they used to. Yeah, and also like I would be remiss if I, if we didn't mention that. Of course, we it's the easiest prediction in the world to say that the Kashyyyk wave is coming. Already, <laughs> yeah. Like we know yeah. that that's going to get talked about now. Like him pulling out that super tactical droid and then talking about Yoda during that stream was like. All right, so we're good? Okay, cool. What else? <laughs> What's on top of that? Yeah, because, like, we, I'm still of the mind that they're they're hiding something from us, whether it's a new faction, which, I mean, I, I, I predict that – I'm going to say this. I would like to see it, but my, my heart of hearts does not, does not <laughs> let me predict that. Um, I think – this might sound a little annoying to hear, but I think – I don't think they're actually going to have anything – to show us, I think they'll address something. Like, like I said, like we, like I think they'll address at least address that we want more factions. Like in some way, shape, or form, they'll they'll address scum and villainy, or they'll address sequel trilogy era. Um, but I don't think they're going to talk about it very much. What I think they will talk about, and it keeps going back to the Star Wars picture as a whole. You know, they they're itching to do a galactic protocol. Like, I I think that there's going to be something that crosses over with Legion where you could like. A new game mode, for example, like uh, not necessarily a thematic play, but like where you take your Legion minis, your heroes and your, your operatives and your whatever, and it's like Skirmish Plus, right? So it's like its own game. It's like the X-Wing to the Armada, so to speak, you know? Well, do you remember, do you remember in Battlefront 2, like the heroes versus villain mode? Yes. And I'm not, and I guess it's in both Battlefront 2s, but yeah. like, something like that. Yeah, I, I agree. That would be awesome. Um it then just gets the sloppy question, like, well, do you make new models? Well, it didn't really work out for Imperial Assault and Legion to both survive. Is Crisis Protocol unique because there's no, like, larger war aspect going on? Like, it's it's hard to say. Um, but I, I still think that they're going to talk about something. Because let's be honest, Skirmish doesn't see a lot of play. Like, I, I, I love that it's an option, especially when you're teaching someone. It's a great tool to teach. Um but I don't see anyone chomping out the bit to play that. So if they were to entice us to play a smaller format of Legion, where it's like, like I said, like skirmish plus, I think that'd be cool. I I would love to see something like that. It would be such a nice way to maybe invite other people because I know with us before about a year ago, we had a skirmish league going on up north. Yeah. Um. In in Ogden. Well, not Ogden. It was like Clearfield, and that was a great time. Yeah. A lot of fun. Uh, but the whole reason that was going on was because a lot of the people who wanted to play uh, were, were married gentlemen. And you can't quite get away from your family obligations long enough for a full game of Legion sometimes. Like it, on, on a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, even a Friday night, you're committing three, possibly four hours because you got to drive. Then you come to the store. Then you get set up and you shoot the shit with your friends. Uh, and then by the time the tables are set up and you play, your game lasts, what, two hours, Total two and a half hours? closing time of the shop. Yeah, but yeah. like nine or ten. Yeah, so yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. You're there by six. And you're even playing, if you finish early, you're, you're talking, nine. like you said. Yeah, and then you're home by ten. Like you've just given up the whole evening. It's a big commitment. Uh, that being said, I would like I it, I do enjoy bigger games, but I, I could see something like revamping, yeah. like a new game mode or something. Yeah. yeah, I do have two big things to bring up though. Okay. Are first, these like realistic? I think these are very realistic. Okay. And the, I think the first one, Diffs has brought this up on the Discord so much, and I think it's very true. 
could we potentially see the announcement of epic vehicles? Oh, dude, you already know I'm already on board with like that. Like AATs. Dude, the, Do you think we get the a, the ad app? The, you already know I'm on board with this. Like, even if they just put up a JPEG of like the of the ad app, like not even in a mini yet. They're like <laughs> coming in late 2021. I'd be like, all right. So I'll expect it in about three years. Cool. Coming in 2120. <laughs> Wait, you mean 2021? No, nope. 2120. 100 years this from now. This is our first 10th edition announcement for Star Wars Legion. <laughs> in the in 100 years from now. Yeah, no, like it's um. I'm just saying, like I think they could announce something like that. We've seen ships get scaled down. We've seen other stuff get scaled down. Yeah. I think they'd be the ones to do it, and uh, I think it'd be cool. Honestly, like, yeah, there's gonna be a little bit of scaling fluff to go on with it, but. I've seen so many people like on like on Instagram and stuff compare like their ATAT toys with the speeder from Legion. It's like that's actually pretty dang doable. They're like, not that far off. They're really not. And so yeah, you shrug it down by like two percent to make it you know fit just right. Nobody's gonna care. <laughs> right. Well, especially because like Legion, any game, any minis game you play is taking the abstract of reality and putting it into a two D right. space. Granted, Legion has a lot of 3D aspects of it, but the majority of the game is still top-down 2D. Yeah. The 3D just represents it, so you don't have to have it be perfect. Yeah, and, and I joke about this with Warhammer, but it's true. There's a medium game. Like, this is this is a minis game, right? Like, miniatures. But Warhammer excels at this, of having, like, these larger-scale mediums. It's, it's just my word for them. <laughs> Where they're not really minis anymore because they're huge, because there's like this honking plane on the on on the table, yeah. But it's so cool to look at, and so like, what a better way to get people more interested in your game than tell them, especially at the okay. Let me just say this, especially at the price point that Legion's at, how affordable it is compared to other miniatures games. You get an ATAT in the game, and someone walks by your table like, oh my gosh, is that a Star Wars game? Just from like the other end of the sh- uh, of the uh, other end of the store, they see this giant vehicle whereas they didn't see the little tiny minis they think you're just playing some other game because they're not coming close to you but they see the atat from across the store and they're like okay i gotta go check that out he's playing a star wars yep game. well it's like that's the the tank effect right yes yes and then it's like oh how much is that that's only an 80 dollar mini that'd be like 300 dollars in warhammer <laughs> you're not wrong and i'll be honest uh ffg well not ffg amg now like Think about the Super Star Destroyer. The The most expensive ships were the regular Star Destroyers. Like I think it was like 55 bucks at the time. Sure. The Super Star Destroyer comes Which is now like the cheapest that, ship in that game. But yeah. Which is now super... Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the prices have changed. But the Super Star Destroyer is like $200 when it comes out. If you can make the model happen, I don't think... At that point, you're not really looking to the new people either. It's great to show people you sure, can play yeah. this. Because to, to this day, whenever people see the Super Star Destroyer, they still go, Oh, that's cool. I should look at Armada. But you're really catering to your dedicated community. That's fair. Which, yeah. let's be real, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably dedicated enough to to to, to pre-order one and pay over time. Yeah. Agreed. So you can make it cost more money. I'm still gonna buy it. Yeah. Now don't 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 bend me over. But <laughs> I'll do it. Especially if like it has the ingenuity behind it. Like imagine if the legs moved. Oh my gosh. Like, you know how uh, cool that would be? That'd be cool. <sighs> uh, okay, so like ATAT. But then we got the ATTE for for the Republic. Yes. Uh, super tank boys. The what are they called? The the uh, big brown guys. <laughs> That's a terrible way to what say. What are you saying? In, in, in the Phantom Menace, they roll up in, on Naboo. The big dome. Oh, the MTTs. Yes. The, 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 terrain. <laughs> the big brown guys. 
How dare you? <laughs> I get what you're saying, though. The transports. Um, I'll be honest. I don't even want those. I'll be fine if they come. But what I want is the Octeptara Magna Tridroids. It's the it's the ones from Clone Wars mm-hmm. that have the three legs and they're massive. Oh yeah, yeah. You see Kiati Mundi fighting them because they're like the, yeah. They're like they got the three legs. They look like a virus. Yeah. Like an actual like viral right. infection. That'd be cool. But they have this head that spins. They're big. I would like those. They have a little glass on them, you know. They yeah, look they like can... yeah. <laughs> they look like the thing from Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Anyways, but do you want to know my last, my second? Yes, one, I would love to know. So we know that they're about to announce for their panel new members they're bringing onto the team. I think, in addition to new game modes, I think we're going to have major core game rule changes. Oof. I don't think an announcement of second edition because I don't think the game needs that right now especially not after the most recent changes. But I think we're going to get announcement of big changes to terrain. That's fine. And I'm fine if they do that. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know how far I would reach if they do too many other changes than that because you start getting to this point where it's like, well, yeah, but this unit literally only works that way because of how that rule was. So yeah. <laughs> so I think, either, I think we're going to see big changes from that because the, the, especially the competitive community is still very – um, how do I put it? It's not even on the fence. That there is a lot of back and forth about the templates, and oh, I yeah. think if, I think there's gonna be some big core game changes. Sure, and announced. I, and I I would welcome. It's just tough because like you, we have really obviously this goes without saying, but we have no say in the matter. So it feels bad when it's like, oh, our game is getting taken over by another company. Okay. Like people like me, Matt and I, like we'll go and play that game that they do. See how it performs. I love Crisis Protocol. I don't want Legion to be a Crisis Protocol. I I would love a Star Wars Crisis Protocol. That's why I'm advocating for Galactic Protocol or whatever it's called. But I don't want Legion to become that. I don't want like I I can enjoy different things for different reasons, right? I don't want it to be like well it works for this game, so we have to make it this game more like it. And so that when you say that, it really scares me. I'm like. I don't want our game to just get changed, you know? Like, I love the design that went behind the their original game. I don't want it to be corrupted. <laughs> I agree. And, and that's kind of why I bring this up is because it's something in the back of my mind I've been feeling like it, it it's something's going to happen. Why would they announce the panels? Uh, also say there's new people getting brought on. And I feel like it's inevitable. Now we're just scaring folks. I know. I'm not, trying to, yeah, I'm not trying to scare everybody at home, but there is... Um, also, the boogeyman's underneath your bed. You better watch yourself. <laughs> Don't let your feet hang out of the bed at night. Oh, do you not do... Because I, I, can't, I can't sleep if my, any part of my body is hanging out of the bed. Oh, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I can't. No, I, I, it depends. It's not I, a fear thing. It's an uncomfortable thing. You know, I actually, but also fear. Well, it's funny. Is I sleep like on demand. <laughs> like, if I choose to sleep, I just sleep. So it works. I can sleep anywhere. But like, uh, the, the, getting back to the point at hand, the whole the thing that I'm thinking here... Because I don't want it – the way terrain works in Legion is so unique to other games. Some people find it extremely frustrating. And to be fair, it is very frustrating to learn it first. But it makes your minis have to actually interact with the table. Sure. And it takes it from being that 2D game where it's like, why the heck do we even have terrain? To actually being meaningful in the decisions you make. That, that doesn't mean it's always going to be that way. But it, it completely destroys this aspect of, well, I'm just going to line up and shoot you. Or I'm just going to rush at you. Let that game with um, with, with the guy in our community playing uh, the Iden 333 list mm-hmm. with the Death Troopers. We were playing on our Yavin terrain with the circle, mm-hmm. the, the broken up circle in the middle and then the temple pieces and all that. Yeah. 
Um, and there's a lot of decisions to make there with the BX droids because they have scale and they have the swords. But I can't just rush at him, and I can't just go around the terrain. I need to also be ducking in and out of terrain. I need to be, be making sure I'm getting line of sight blocked. And I know you can do that with templates, but templates don't provide the same level of decisions to be made. Mm. And I know this is going to be a very kind of rough statement to hear, but like, it's those little decisions that you have to make and take into account for that make me really love Legion. Oh, yeah. Scale. Agreed. Being Agreed. able to like move up and down is a, is a very important decision that that helps a lot. Being able to figure out, well, that's a wall there. I need to hide behind that wall so I can do this thing or so I can set up for that melee attack or so I can set up for this. And it's this kind of thing that we only get because it is such a back-and-forth game. Yeah. Uh, and I, and then I've, I've heard a lot of discussion about that, but I think... I think we will see some changes. I don't want it to be that drastic. In fact, if it got more simple, I'm not saying I'm going to leave the game, but it would very much take me time to readjust. Yeah. Because I don't play the game for the simplicity. I play the game for the amount of decisions and tactics. Because when when you win a game in Legion, you know that you won. You didn't win just because of the turn order or because of other things. You won because you played your tactics card correctly. You played your army correctly, and you were very efficient. Yeah, I will say... There are sometimes, and I, this is maybe just a little bit too much of playing devil's advocate because I agree with you, but there there is a case to be made that sometimes where like you did everything right, but your opponent beat you because maybe it was like just like a really good game and it was really close, um, where you did like I said you did both of the opponents did everything right. It's happened to me before, but just one team came out on top, right? Because that's yeah. the nature of the beast. But you still felt like your decisions were yours. Yes, yeah. exactly, yeah. and that's why that's why exactly. That's why so I, that's why that I have to agree with you on that because yeah. there's a, there's a clarification we made. It's not saying that like like the game doesn't allow for chance to happen because it does. You know, there could be a game, there could be a, a, a game winning fight between two Koreans with objectives. You know, if if one dies, then the game is over, and one just happened to blank their defense rolls, right? But you both played your hearts out. You know, so. Yeah. Yep, and even in those games, I've never walked away feeling bad because I've always felt like you do. I've done my best. There are some games where, because you just go, I do my like, and this isn't to point fingers, but there are other games where sometimes you end up just feeling bad, or the game feels a little casual. Does that make sense? Yeah, it feels overly casual. I'll point fingers. Yeah, you're pointing at it right now, and I'm not going to say what it is, but but I actually think that particular game does it way better than a couple others. Oh, 100. Well. Um, but yeah, like there are sometimes it feels a little overly casual, and that you know if you're here to just to play the casual aspect, you can definitely get that. But for me, it's going to be a, it'll be a heartbreaker if I do have to hear that. Yeah. Um, that 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 doesn't mean. I mean, I get where it's helpful for other people, but. I don't know. Like I, I think we're gonna see some big change. Yeah. Maybe it's just the design philosophy of, of future characters from the new people. Maybe yeah. something like that. It doesn't have sure. to be big, yeah. but I think, I think the fact they're doing a whole panel means there's probably gonna be something. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And that actually leads me to one of the, my final predictions that I have. Um, because of that, like with rule changes and with uh, like the templates and stuff, I think. Something we're all thinking of, like, with prediction-wise, we're all thinking, like, oh, new characters, new minis. Um, I think now is also an excellent time to announce peripherals for the game. Um, hey, we have a new mat coming. Uh, this oh one's Kashyyyk-themed. How long has it been since yeah. we had new mats in the game? Yeah, or, or hey, we know you've wanted premium bases for the pill base and for the extra-large base. Here's some, here's some premium bases for those because Kyle's missing his Tron theme. 
Um, just give us pre-made terrain. And I'm not talking about the escape pod either. I'm talking oh, about yeah. like, actually say, this is a Geonosis droid factory. Yep. I would buy that. Yeah, because like, I, I like the idea of the, of the bunker, the Imperial bunker that they released. But it was only just like one thing. Give me a box of like... Ten things. Here's little Star Wars bits and pieces. Yes. Because, like, 3D printing is all fine and good. But to have an officially well-crafted, produced product is on a completely different level. Especially when it's in the direct scale where there's no copyright infringement because you have the copyright. So I think that helps, too, with, like – and I'll say this honestly. Like, I've been working on putting together a terrain episode forever because – well, maybe not necessarily terrain but how to build your tables episode – because uh, there are some tables where I'll walk up and I'm like, oh, so droids and rebels lose this game. Okay, GG. <laughs> but there's other games where I'm like, oh, so uh, melee-only units win this. Yeah. Uh, I think doing that, just producing those terrain kits, goes a long way to saying this is a good place to start your table. Yeah. It doesn't have to be amazing. You don't have to have the best table, but at least says, hey, like, if you're looking for stuff, you can try yeah. here. Something that Crisis Protocol does that I absolutely love is they put numbers on the bottom of their official terrain. Um, so they have like a one, a two, three, four, five, right? Um, if Legion were to adopt something like that, I would very much love it. Like, oh, this kind of terrain, it's cover one. So that way we can compare it. If we have homemade stuff, we'd be like, oh, it's really similar to this barbed wire that Legion made. It's probably cover one. You know, that way there's less confusion. Like, if, if I could go up to a table and be like, if I could just ask my opponent, okay, what's that piece of terrain? They could just tell me, oh, that's two? Perfect. Because it's already, like, we we get this from other community members that are, like, coming into the game, and I think there's no truer truth in this game right now. Terrain is some of the most clunky thing in the game. Um, not to say it's bad, but, like, if they had a more clear way to identify, like, what is what... That would, that would make me so happy. Yep. And it's, yeah. And that's kind of the thing that I think I'm getting as there's like, after, once you've learned the terrain, I think it's okay to deal with it and you're fine. Sure. Yeah. But teaching people, especially in a game that's growing so much, you're exactly right. Because we've had so many new people come in and um, especially coming from games where it's like, oh, there is, the, the terrain is just literally like unimpactful for the game. Sure. Yeah. And it kind of doesn't even need to be there. Uh, it's a very big step forward. But that, oh, but if yeah. you can say, like, no, this is their learner terrain, and to a big extent they do that with the barricades, Yeah. but the barricades aren't line of sight blocking. They're, they're not something that you need to actually yeah. perform a climb action with. Um, sure, you yeah. can jump over them, but yeah, that's not a great think, way to uh, teach jump. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, I agree. I don't know. Uh, I just... Uh, the accessibility thing. That's all I'm saying. Like... If I if I can come like like I, I like how you said like once you get used to it it's a done deal, um, but if I'm teaching someone new and they're like wait what what do you mean rough terrain and I'm like okay let's go in the rule book and explain this to you you know there's not something really like official from them <laughs> yeah. and that's the oh man can I tell you how hard that is and some people listening will totally be like hey he's talking about me but like there are some great members of the community who have joined lately. And there's some very good war gamers. Yeah. And like, especially like, I'm sure you guys are saying this at your home communities and on TTS. There is a lot of people who picked up the game recently, and are really liking it and yeah. are having a fun time. 
I feel bad when these people are like, wait, but what's, where is that? And I'm like, oh, you have to read the RRG. Yeah. I feel, it, it's a feels bad yeah. moment to be like, sorry, bro. Like, you just I, have to trust me. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to tell them like, hey, dude, go home and read the RRG because if you do, that'll make sense. But there were so many times when we first started playing the game where it was like, we, did we, we stopped thing. the game for like 20, 30 minutes while we found, like dug through the internet for a rule. And that's not how it should be. I'm not justifying that. Yeah. But that's why we know that. So. You, oh, man, you know what would be interesting is if they just made an app. Yeah. I think that would take all the problem out yeah. of it. And, and and we're just saying this as a slight issue because, to be honest, I love, like, 99% of how the game yeah. works. And oh, agreed, I, yeah. And I, that's why I choose to play this game three or four times a week and not pl- and play other games maybe once or not at all. Yeah. If I have the time. And another thing I would really like to tackle, and this is something that I know they're already aware of, well... Maybe not so anymore because it was Alex Davey that talked about this. But, like, ladders, elevators, like, these odd terrain pieces that could be really cool and useful. Like, there's no rules for that. Where other games, they definitely have a rule. Like, oh, you get a free clamber action if you walk next to a ladder. Like, that's cool. Or an elevator, like, you can automatically just go up to the next level, right? So that would be cool. Um, hopefully we'll see something like that when they yeah. talk about it eventually. Yeah. But that's that's like all we had for today. Anything else you want to talk really. about? Not really. That was a really big double vision. I mean, I think if you guys are in your community, just talk about like the tactroid and stuff. Like, I kind of like that discussion that's going yeah. on. Because um, I will say this about the Legion community: we're very so focused on the meta that there will always be one. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is just the new one. I don't think it's as my my final opinions on. It, I don't think it's as oppressive as. As, as clone standby, no. standby sharing, it's not at all like that. There's it's a, not like the sh- shore troopers yeah. when they were back with the Tons, but even then I don't think they're broken anymore. Like, there's, there's always a top dog, and Legion players are very inclined to find it as quickly as possible. Very quickly. And, like, label it as such. Like, like there's always going to be a unit. Like, for me, like, I very quickly knew that the AAT is probably one of the best units in the game. Do I complain about it, though? <laughs> I wanted to get nerfed. <laughs> Tactroid. Just say, like, my final thoughts. If if anything is to happen with the Tactroid, make it go up by 10, 15 points, and then make the E5Cs go up by 2. So it's really and interesting I, that I, you would advocate that's, for that as I, a I know that's con- I know that's controversial, but, like, you can still work your list super well by dropping a couple yeah. uh, heavies. And even then, like, the E5S is still 20 points. So, like... Yeah. Or maybe make it go up one point. Like you, we have so many points to spend as droids. I don't think we're gonna lose our top spot if we go up a little bit. But Agreed. I don't think that you should be able to have a thirty. You said point. top spot. Are you agreeing with me that droids are the best faction? Now? I think after looking at everything else <laughs> and seeing the options I have, yeah. yeah. Oh, I would say we so. want him over. It was just this weird chat. Po- can I get a poggers? <laughs> can I Dude, get a poggers in chat? I'll tell you what made me do it. I started with the list with the tac droid, and I added all the stri- like uh, spec ops and support units I wanted and I still and then I just threw in 6b1s and I was like oh I almost have like 100 points to, to play with here that was when I was like okay maybe something's a little off yeah um I think just change the heavy like I'm not even kidding make the e5c go up one point that's that immediately takes your like 20 point bid to 15 that's like 14 points mm. that is a lot more manageable because at this point like you're making the other armies have to outbid you by entire activations just mm. to catch up. That's not quite fair. If you win by like four to five points, good on you. If you win by thirty points, that's a problem, and I, yeah. I, I, it shouldn't be like that. I see what you're saying, but yeah, that's it for us this week, guys. Let us know your thoughts in the comment section or on Discord. 
uh, we'd, we'd be thrilled to have you weigh in on, on this conversation too. Um, any departing words for, for our listeners at home, Matthew? No, just uh, yay, Tactroid. I'm so happy. Yay, Tactroid. I'm ha- so happy to not have to yay, take Yay, triple, like quadruple, anymore. quintuple beam. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.